Welcome to Fear and Greed, the week ahead. I'm Sean Aylmer, and as always, I'm joined by economist Stephen Kukoulis. You'll find him at thekook.com and on Twitter using the handle thekook. Stephen, good morning. A very good morning, Sean. Now, obviously, the last three or four days has been dominated by the passing of Queen Elizabeth II. I did think of you at this point because she was a great lover of thoroughbreds. And the other person I know who is a great lover of thoroughbreds is you. Well, there was a wonderful clip going around on Twitter of one of the Queen watching one of her horses win at Royal Ascot, and she's just, you know, usually a very staid and yeah, you know, very yeah. uh, straight up and down character, but she just laughed and cheered, and it was wonderful to see, and I can relate to it. Not that it happens totally. that often, <laughs> but uh, when it does, you're you're over the moon. Maybe not at Royal Ascot, even at Goulburn and uh, Kembla Grange, I get a thrill when they win. Actually, I did hear a great interview with Gay Waterhouse, who said kind of the only time the Queen could really be herself was around horse racing and, of course, Gay, Gay Waterhouse trained a couple of the Queen's horses and so kind of knew her in that capacity and, uh, yeah, she said she was like a child. A great leveller, isn't it? Yeah, sure is. Anyway, on to economics. A huge week last week, Stephen. We had the Reserve Bank meeting, we had GDP data, we had Phil Lowe, the Reserve Bank governor, talking. What do you make of all that? In no particular order, well, we saw the RBA hiking 50 basis points, which was as expected. So we've got the official interest rates having increased by 2.25 percentage points over the last five months. So they're continuing their pretty solid path to getting the official interest rates to a more neutral setting rather than being very stimulatory, which they were. We had the GDP figures confirm the economy had a fair whack of momentum through to the June quarter. So in a sense, when you look at, well, why have we got this really low unemployment rate? Why are you know, these inflation pressures being passed through so easily, well, they were confirmed by the fact that demand in the economy was was strong. So that was also part of the point. But then Phil Lowe came out last Thursday with a speech to the Annika Foundation. And while he was still you know, saying there's more rate hikes to come, probably that the momentum on inflation hasn't yet been brought under control, he did sort of hint that you know, now that the official interest rate is getting close to neutral, maybe they don't need to continue with the 50 basis point moves every month. Maybe they'll revert back to the 25s because he also mentioned, and this is one of the very important things in the bond market, there's evidence that, you know, commodity prices are coming off. You know, just look at the petrol price that you have at the moment. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's come down a bit. So that that global pressure on inflation is certainly moving in favour of inflation coming down through 2023. And Dr Lowe hinted at that kind of good news, isn't it? I think oh, it'd be lovely news. It'd, it'd be great if, uh, let's say, we get to the, you know, March, April, May next year, and it's confirmed that inflation, I'll use the US as the benchmark, you know, having hit 9%, you know, a couple of months ago, is on track to go to 5 to 4 to 3 And because it's good news because, first of all, it eases cost of living pressures, which are, of course, a burden on many households. But it also says that, you know, rate hiking will be will be over if that's the case and we'll be, we'll be at the peak of the interest rate cycle. The other thing I always think about rates, though, is, I mean, it really came out last week when it was the fourth 50 basis point increase and then Phil Lowe's speech. Interest rates are still relatively low by historical standards. They are, yes. Uh, so the 2.35 official interest rate that the RBA sets is still historically low. Gosh, and when you think about the the reasons why they went, well, they, well, they went to 0.1%, you know, 
the, the COVID pandemic and its economic consequences were pretty significant. You know, when we look back on what happened to GDP back then, we had a 7% quarter-on-quarter fall in GDP, which was the biggest ever recorded. We had unemployment a little bit masked by the JobKeeper program, but it still, you know, shot up to 7.5%. It was pretty mm. bad. And now, of course, you'd, you know, the, the central banks around the world, including our own RBA, as they say in the classics, are taking away the punch bowl and, and getting rates normal. But they're still, you're quite right, they're still very, very low. And this hangover that we're going through now is also on the fiscal side. And we've had Jim Chalmers, the treasurer last week, and I'm sure this week he'll talk more about it, kind of, I don't know, softening up the electorate for what could be a pretty tough budget? Yes. And again, it's, I think it's the political cycle, but it's also important economically. You know, they only won the election, what was it, four or five months ago? And history says that the first budget you do after you win is always a tough one. You get the nasty things out of the way. And as we get closer to the 2025 election, assuming it's then, they'll give away a few goodies. So it was interesting to hear Jim Chalmers and the finance minister, Katie Gallagher, sort of talking about why they aren't in a hurry to sort of increase childcare payments and sort of to fund things. And they actually did hint that they're going to look to, um, you know, I won't call it a steer budget, but just to look for savings and a few little tax tweaks to try to repair the budget, but also to give them a bit of ammo for uh, when we get closer to the next election. Okay, so let's think about the next few days this week. The big one, of course, Labor Force data for last month. Yes, it's going to be uh, fascinating. And, and, and the prior month, remember, we had a minus 41,000 in employment. And while the participation rate fell, the unemployment rate also fell to 3.4%. But all of the indicators suggest that it's going to be another pretty strong number. So the month-to-month volatility, gosh, that's always a tough thing for us economists to forecast. Mm. But look, it does look as if we're going to be getting you know, a nice big plus on employment, probably plus 20,000, 30,000, which would be good. And there's a high probability that we'll get that unemployment rate even lower, a fresh 48-year low, around about 3.3%. So the labour market is still responding to, you know, as we were saying a moment ago, about the strong economy. Now, the National Australia Bank Business Survey also comes out. That's kind of interesting because some of those indicators within that explains the labour force figures a bit. Oh, I love the NAB survey for a number of reasons. One, that it's quite contemporary. So the the numbers that will come out later this week will be from the survey they did in August. So, you know, here we were talking about June quarter GDP numbers. In a sense, that's that's really old news. Here's a right up-to-date snapshot on what business are thinking. And as you touch on, it's not just the top line, you know, consumer confidence measure, as important as that is, they do drill down into what businesses are expecting for employment, profits, new orders, wages growth. So you get a really good guide on just the pressures that businesses are feeling, both positive and negative. And that is a really important survey. And I do know, and the RBA acknowledge this, they look at it very closely when they're looking at some of their uh, monetary policy questions. And the other one, consumer sentiment data's out this week too? Yeah, well, consumers were very gloomy. They don't like rate hikes, so they didn't like the high petrol prices and even the high fruit and veggie prices. But the last month, it it ticked up a little bit. You'd expect it to sort of increase because petrol prices are down a bit and, you know, the good news on on, economic growth and the like might uh, have an impact. Iceberg lettuces, Stephen. It's all about iceberg iceberg, lettuces. I I saw one at Coles the other day for $1.70. Did I rejoice or what? I can get my St. Joy bow again. That's right. I know I'm going to throw them out. Doesn't matter. I can still buy them at a buck seventy. But as we were saying, that's a sort of a little hint that maybe inflation pressures are coming down. But yeah, the NAB survey will will encapsulate yeah the number of businesses, if you like, that are seeing their cost pressures, their wage pressures coming down. And uh, yeah, that's going to be a vital clue for how the economy is uh, tracking into the September quarter. Fantastic, Stephen. Have a good week. Thank you, Sean. 
That was economist Stephen Kukulis, better known as The Kook. You can find him at thekook.com and follow him on Twitter using the handle The Kook, T-H-E-K-O-U-K, The Kook. I'm Sean Aylmer, and this is Fear and Greed, the week ahead. 